0: Next scripture reading comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verses 22 through 35. When the time came for their purification, according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who first opens a womb shall be called holy to the Lord. And to offer sacrifice according to... To what is said in the law of the Lord. A pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout. Waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. A light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people, Israel. It's Christmas Eve, I wanted to tackle this last little song here in the beginning of the Gospel of Luke. And Luke uh, lays out for us here a very compact scene. The scene occurs in the holy city of Jerusalem. And he focuses there on the interaction of four people. And there in that setting, setting, not only are they in the holy city of Jerusalem, but they are in the holy place, in the holy city. They're at the temple. It's here at the temple that, that God, as you know, chooses to meet with his people in the scriptures. And Joseph and Mary, too. Faithful Jews who live their lives according to the law, they are coming to the temple to to offer a sacrifice, because that's what is required, according to the law, because Mary was impure for having given birth to this child, and they needed to offer the sacrifice. This is no accident, Luke here wants us to see and be reminded of man's sinfulness, and God's holiness and our need for atonement and our need for redemption. This temple was beautiful and glorious and it spoke of God's provision for His people that here was a God who was with His people and had made provision for His people and cared for His people. And this is the place where God and man meet. And Luke wants you to... To note that, to be caught up in that. Here we are in the holy city. The holy temple, the holy place where God and man meet. And yet the temple had never experienced a day like it was about to experience this day. Here at this holy place, in this holy city, Luke says there was a holy man. His name was Simeon. We know very little about him. We, we just know that he was old. We don't know how old. Uh, we don't know what his occupation was, though he apparently was a prophet. We don't know much about his background, but most likely he was a Jew. The only thing that we know about him is this this spiritual condition that he has, and, and his outlook, as Luke notes here in verse 25, that he was righteous and devout. Could there be anything said better about somebody than they are righteous and devout? So this man very quickly disappears in Scripture, but we know that he is a holy man. So we have in this holy city, at the holy place, this holy man, and now Luke tells us in the last part of verse 25, that this man had upon him the Holy Spirit. It's a holy Lollapalooza, and rightfully so. for The Holy Spirit has given this holy man a revelation that he would not die until he had seen the Christ. So here is this holy man in a holy city at the holy place, given a holy revelation by the Holy Spirit that he would see the Holy One. God's anointed before he died. And So Simeon, he waited for this day. He, he waited for it. it. We don't know how long, but it seems like for years. It's not easy waiting in patience, but he had a promise. He had a promise. A promise from God. So he continued to wait. And he continued to wait day after day. It appears from the passage that he would go to the temple each day. And he would there wait to to see this, this Christ come. This Messiah. Think about this old man journeying to the temple every day. Just waiting. And then on this day, up walked. Mary and Joseph with this baby in their arms. And Simeon, in the power of the Holy Spirit, recognizes Christ without hesitation. And we're told in verse 28 that he took this baby from Mary's arms and he turned his eyes to heaven and he praised God. There was no fingerprinting. There was no DNA tests, There was no... Question, even for Mary and Joseph. Simeon just knew when he saw this child in Mary's arms that this was the Christ. This was the Messiah. This is the one that he had been waiting for. This was the Holy One. And so he, like everyone else that we've seen in these first two chapters, he, he erupts in songs. Verses 29 through 32, he says, my eyes have seen your salvation. Isn't that an amazing statement? My eyes have seen your salvation. He Equates salvation with this baby that, that he's holding in his arms. He says that this child is a light for revelation to the Gentiles. A a, a light suggesting that Gentiles were trapped in darkness. Jesus is the light of salvation that illumines the way. He he marks the path of light out. The way to God. And he says, come, follow me. As Isaiah the prophet prophesies, the people dwelling in darkness have seen a great light. Revealing the way to restoration and the peace and the reconciliation with God. Simeon says in a song that Jesus is the source of glory to his people Israel. This nation which had been mocked and made fun of and had been disregarded because of their hope that this Messiah would come forth. And they have been waiting for 2,000 years. Now they are vindicated. Is now the Messiah, the Christ, the Savior of the world that is in Simeon's arms. And and he knows this is the one that was prophesied about. This is the one that Israel was waiting for. This was their consolation. Now they shall be honored above all nations forever. Because the Messiah, the Christ, the King. The Savior of the world came from them. He is face to face with the Messiah. This is, this is a real historical event. It truly happens. He, he is holding this child in his arms and this child has a real body. It, it has real legs and real arms and real hands and, and real little toes and little fingers. The real historical event. And the effect upon Simeon is immediate. He says in verse 29 that now he has peace. Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace. We saw this morning that the angels, when they appeared to the shepherds in the field, that they gave this, in their song, this kind of revelation. They give glory to God and then they... Rejoice and they say that uh, peace among those with whom God is well pleased. And that's the effect of Christ upon the individual and Luke gives immediate evidence of it. This is the effect upon all who have an encounter with Christ. Peace. I'm done, Simeon says. I've seen it all. I can now depart in peace eyes have beheld what I've longed to see, like a watchman standing upon that turret and looking for the seventh Calvary to ride in. It's come. So he says, I'm done. Take me home. Have peace. He believed, he waited, he hoped, and now he has seen him. In this holy city, in this holy place, this holy man filled with the Holy Spirit has seen the Holy One. He saw him in human flesh, God come down from above. He saw him bodily, a real historical event. Look at the language that Luke employs to emphasize this scene throughout the passage. You're seeing language everywhere. He says in verse 26, it had been revealed to him. Revealed. What? Verse 26, that he would not see death. Again, verse 26, before he had seen the Lord's Christ, laid eyes on him. In verse 30, my eyes have seen your salvation. Verse 31, this salvation was prepared in the presence of all the peoples. That is, all mankind was able to see that this Christ, this salvation was coming forth. Verse 32, he is a light for revelation that we might see. In verse 35, he is a sign that thoughts from many hearts might be revealed. That is, what is in us might be seen. Simeon knew what was worth seeing. He longed to see the Christ. and He believed that this this promise that God had given to him that it would be fulfilled, that he would see the Lord's anointed. And he did. And as that promise was fulfilled that Christ would come in the flesh, so the promise that He will return again in the flesh is guaranteed. There will be a day that we See Him face to face, even as Simeon saw Him on this day face to face. For now we wait. We we wait with the promise just like He did. Peter says in 1 Peter, though you have not now seen Him, you love Him. Though you do not now see Him, you believe in Him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory. That's faith. There's an inference in Peter's statement, isn't there, when he says, though you do not now see Him, that there will be a day that we will see Him. That's not just Peter. Paul echoes the same thing in 1 Corinthians 13. He says, for now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully. No longer looking in a dear dimly lit. Face to face with... Our Messiah and our Savior, our Christ, forevermore. Even as Simeon did on that day. But on that day for us, it will be no babe. It shall be the resurrected, glorified Lord Christ, King of Kings, we shall gaze upon. How glorious that sight shall be on that day. It's not just Peter and Paul though, but also the Apostle John who says, Beloved, we are God's children now and what we will be has not yet appeared, but we know that when He appears, we shall be like Him because we shall see Him as He is. A glorious moment. A moment that we see the Lord Jesus, we shall be transformed into His likeness. We'll be made like Him, because we shall see Him as He is. On that day, when we are in the holy city, in the new Jerusalem, in that holy place dwelling with God, we shall be a holy people filled with the Holy Spirit in the presence of the Holy One face to face for all of eternity. And on that day, our view, our peace, our joy, will even surpass that of Simeon on this day, because it shall be complete. It'll be full in every way. And that promise is before you, dear Christian, as you celebrate the birth of our Savior this evening. And tomorrow and thereafter, I long to see it. Wait for that day that our face shall be turned into sight. Because as He came, He's coming again. And that is absolutely promised. Let's pray. Father, we are thankful that You are a God of promises. We are thankful for the great promise was manifest in the person of your Son being born into this world. And we look forward to that second great promise that He shall return upon the clouds and raise us from the dust of the ground, and that we shall dwell with you forevermore, gazing at your glory in the face of your Son, not as in a mirror dimly lit, but face to face for all of eternity.